I am Melinda, the host of Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. I am an attorney who put fear aside and dove headfirst into doing the work to become sober. Have you also let fear hold you back from becoming sober? Have you been worried that becoming sober will affect your career or just your everyday life? Or are you already sober and just want to listen to another professional sober woman navigate through sobriety and share stories and advice learned along the way? If so, this is the podcast for you. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite mocktail and let's get to work. Welcome to another episode of Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. Today is Super Bowl Sunday. While many are very excited for the Super Bowl, even if they don't care who actually is playing, I mean, we do have the halftime show and commercials, Super Bowl can also be a very triggering time for many people, particularly those like myself that are sober. In my house, Super Bowl Sunday, well, actually Sundays when football is on in general are in its own special category. My partner, John, he does still drink and he takes Sundays with football very seriously. Football in general, he is very passionate about And Super Bowl Sunday this year is even more of a spectacle because he is an extremely huge Chiefs fan. And as most people know, they are playing in the Super Bowl. But Sundays in general, I think when football is on, is very triggering for me. More so when I first quit alcohol, but now it still is. Because on Sundays are when John and his friends all gather at our house. They come here on Sundays. They watch football all day. They drink. They have snacks. They party. It is like a party at my house every Sunday. And to me, Super Bowl Sunday is the finale. So I do have sort of mixed feelings about Super Bowl Sunday. Mainly, it's also a day of excitement for me because it also means that, I don't know, football will be on for a few months in my house. So I have my Sundays back in terms of not having to really think of a plan every Sunday, which now is second nature to me. But Super Bowl Sunday is also a huge party day. It's so huge, in fact, that it is well known that the Monday following Super Bowl Sunday is the least productive workday in the American uh, workforce, which I think really speaks volumes as to how much Super Bowl is correlated with partying. So when I first quit drinking, super, not Super Bowls, but the football Sundays in general were a very nervous time for me because I always used to love football Sundays. Football Sundays were kind of like my boat days. They were days where I could party all day long. I'd be, it'd be great because I'd be home. So I'm not having to worry about where to drive or how to get home. And I would be able to drink without any supervision, which I mean, the fact that I have to say that I needed supervision when drinking is a whole nother bag of can of worms that I will unpack one day. But I was able to drink all day as much as I wanted with relatively little consequences. And by consequences, what I mean is being John looking at me and being like, seriously, you're that drunk. Because typically on Sundays, he was drinking more than he normally did. His friends were here drinking. And it was just a drunk shit show at my house. And most Mondays, especially during football season, I would be my worst. I would wake up. I would feel lethargic. I'd feel nauseous. I'd feel the, you know, the guilt, the shame. I felt awful. So that would really set a absolutely horrible tone for my week. 
Because typically when I started the week not feeling my best, I would be unproductive that week. I would, it would kind of flow into each of the days because Mondays I would start feeling like garbage. I wouldn't get my workout and I wouldn't eat well. And that would trickle into my rest of my week. But also too, Sundays, I also wasn't preparing for the week. And I was would enter most work weeks very unprepared, not having meal prepped and just disorganized hungover mess, which did not lead to a very good week. So when football Sundays started again in my sobriety, I was literally, I'm not, so I became sober September 9th, 2022. And I'm pretty sure the first football Sunday was two days after I had stopped or declared that I was no longer going to be drinking. So to say that I was nervous was a huge understatement. For the first few months of football in my house, I would try to be busy. I would look for yoga classes that would be on a Sunday afternoon. I would look for different, you know, workout, not just yoga, but physical excursions that would be during that time. I would look for to make coffee dates with some friends that I have. I would try to be very intentional about scheduling, making plans for myself on Sundays that took me out of the house. But I also, even though I wasn't drinking anymore, I always did like Sundays being at home in my house. So what I kind of, what I did and became a routine for me is I would always on Sundays do two favorite classes in the morning. I would do my kickboxing class in the morning. I would do yoga after. And I would set myself up for success on Sunday, which also would lead into the week. I made sure that I got my workouts in. I made sure that I got my habits in. I would drink my water, do my reading, do my gratitude, just do what I normally would do to set myself up for a strong day and week. And I really turned Sunday into my own sort of fun day because one thing that was tough for us is, you know, John did miss having me at home because it was kind of like football had become, even though I, okay, to be fair, I was not a huge football fan before dating him, but it had become sort of a routine, a sort of thing that we always did together was known that every Sunday we would be together watching football and taking part in that. And I liked it because we would spend time together. So when I started to purposefully take myself out of the house on football Sundays, that was tough because it was a day that we would normally spend or be, you know, together. And I just wasn't around because I was trying to protect my sobriety, which I have to say has to come first. I have to protect that first. So when he vocalized to me that he, you know, really kind of missed having me around on the house in the house on Sundays, I thought, you know, let's see if I can do something a little bit different on my Sundays, but also know that if I was going to be home and I felt like it wasn't working and I felt that I was berating myself or I felt that I, the urge to drink was more than I could handle or should handle, I was going to have to reevaluate it. And he knew that because at the end of the day, my sobriety has to come first. So when I started to hang around the house a little bit more, I made it my Sunday fun day by making it my day to super prep for the week. What I mean by that, but I would make my breakfast, lunch, and snacks for the week. I would get all my meal prep done. I would try to get all my laundry done. I'd have my outfits picked out for the week. I would have review my calendar, make sure, okay, this is when I know these appointments are this week, just so I don't didn't feel like I'm starting the week, like not knowing what's happening. I would review my calendar and see what's going on. When do I have to go to personal appointments or when do I have to 
to have school events that I might have to attend or work meetings that I might be home late. I also would assess my week, which has become one of my favorite things to do is kind of look back and see, okay, what did I do last week that worked? What did I do last week that didn't work? I'm constantly evaluating what works, what doesn't work. Because what I find about that is that when you frequently evaluate what works and doesn't work, not too much time passes before a bad habit can develop. So if I'm assessing something that I see that I really like or don't like, I can incorporate it into my routine or make sure I'm intentional about my actions. I'm intentional about what I do. I'm intentional with how I spend my time. So I found that even being in the home and doing my stuff that made me feel my absolute best self for the week was working because, you know, I could have you know, the football would be on in the living room. I'd be mulling around doing what I needed to do. I also, sporting the chief shirt that he gave me, you know, huge Chiefs fan. But it was also kind of like a couple's camaraderie that even though I wasn't taking part in the drinking and the activities of drinking, I was still in the house wearing my shirt, showing support for his team, but doing what I needed to do. So even though I wasn't a couch potato and stuck on the couch drinking and eating all day with him. I still was home and doing what I needed to do. But I have to say this, if you hear that and you're like, Melinda, how could you be in the house with so much drinking going on? That just seems something I couldn't handle. To me, I got to a point where I think that being around the alcohol doesn't really bother me that much when people are drinking, as long as I have an escape plan. And what I mean is that as long as I have something to distract me or that I'm busy doing or that I can, you know, excuse myself from that I'm not stuck somewhere, as long as I'm not physically stuck somewhere while everyone is drinking, I feel that I'm okay. But that's something that you need to evaluate for yourself. So if you feel like, look, that's just way, way, way too much to me, for me, and you say, look, I don't want to be at the house, then don't be at the house. But also, too, if you feel like, hey, look, I really don't think that I should be leaving my house because your partner or whomever chooses to drink and you don't want alcohol in your house and people coming over and drinking, that's where you have to establish your own boundaries. That's where you need to talk to your partner and figure out what works for you too, or more importantly, what works for your sobriety and find out, hey, is there a place that you can say to your partner, is there somewhere else you can watch the game? Can you go to a local sports bar or even kind of compromise and say, look, it, I'm more than happy to drive you and a couple of your guy friends to the local bar or sports bar and pick you up, whatever. Or if you're not comfortable doing that, then don't do that. Do what makes you comfortable and secure in your sobriety. And that's where you have to navigate your way through sobriety and look at different things. Like I will give you all the suggestions of things that work for me. And I've tried numerous things. I'm like, you know what? It might've worked for somebody else that I know, but it doesn't work for me. And that's the beauty in sobriety is that with your mind about you and your wherewithal, you're able to try different things to say, this works, it doesn't work and figure out what makes you secure in your sobriety. So today for football Sunday, well, Super Bowl Sunday, I try to have a game plan a little bit more in place because the difference about today is, you know, we're going to have more people over, some other friends, especially since this is like, not only is it the Super Bowl, which regardless of if his team was in or not, this is like a holy day. It's even more holy since his team is in it. So I can't even describe how my house looks right now. He's got, he's actually at the store right now buying magnets to hang up this banner outside that says Chief's Kingdom. I'm like, ugh. Please make sure this is down before tomorrow morning. <laughs> but here and over there, I try to make a plan that makes me happy. So one thing I've made sure is what do I, am I going to drink during the Super Bowl? What am I going to have? I'm going to have mocktails. I'm going to make sure that I have 
my alcohol-free beers. I'm going to make sure I have my non-alcoholic wine. Whatever I choose to drink, I'm going to make sure I have that available for me. And so I'm not scrounging for a drink. I just want to make sure I have it available. Two, I also make sure that I have a place that I can retreat. So if let's say I am at home, it makes it substantially easier, I do say, because I can go into my bedroom, into my office or wherever and just take a moment to decompress and just breathe. A lot of times I bring with me, this is, I carry my purse is stress away by living goods. I absolutely, or young living rather. It is one of my absolute favorite essential oils. This is not a plug for them. I'm just saying I use it. I'll go in, take some box breathing and breathe in and really decompress for a moment. And if you're not at home, where can you do that? You can go into the bathroom of where you are. You can go into your car for a moment, wherever you need just a few minutes. I always make sure that I have a book with me at all times. I always bring a book in my journal with me wherever I go, just so I can take a couple minutes if I need to just like really decompress. Also too, I can leave if I feel, if I feel uncomfortable where I'm like, oh my God, I can leave, go for a walk, take some time, drive somewhere. And I also say this, one thing that I cannot stress enough is if you are going for Super Bowl Sunday somewhere else, especially if this is your first sober Super Bowl, it's really important to make sure that you have an escape plan and that you can leave. So if that means you driving separately and your partner taking an Uber home, or if that means you saying, look, babe, I'm only going to be here for an hour. Or I'm only going to stay till halftime, or I'm only going to stay as long as I am comfortable, then that's what it is. So if I were watching it somewhere else, I would bring with me a cooler. I would bring my own non-alcoholic beverages because unfortunately you cannot rely on people having them. Bring my own drinks. I would bring some snacks that I might feel I need. I would bring my oil, I bring a whole bunch of stuff and I would do what I need to do. That's what's most important. So unfortunately, yes, I do acknowledge this is coming out after the Super Bowl. Um, that is a, I dropped the ball on that on my part, but this can be applied to anything. It can be applied to any event that you have or any time or circumstance where you might feel stressed out because other people are drinking or a social event. Um, so whether it is at your house or at somebody else's house, there's always a way to get through it. And the best thing that I can say is be prepared. By having a plan and knowing what you're going to do ahead of time and ways to address how you potentially might feel, well, it's a huge game changer. And I think that if you go prepared, there's nothing you cannot handle. Thank you so much for listening to Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. Did you like the conversation and what you heard and want to hear more? Well, make sure to subscribe and follow Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. But also, if you have any ideas of future episodes, please email podcastwomenswork at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you.